Welcome back after about a month break to Blue Skies and Green Pastures podcast. I'm your host, Paula Adams, and today I'm going to do a short topic, um, God's Wrath versus Human Revenge. And let's just jump right in. The Bible talks a lot about the wrath of God in the Old Testament and the New Testament. And some people can read that word and they can give it a human connotation. Uh, so, you know, they humanize it. However, this, this is incorrect. And I think this is important to think about this because as Christians, if we're talking to someone who is thinking of God in this incorrect way, we need to correct them because the idea of the wrong idea of God's wrath can be a barrier to people's uh, accepting him as a loving God. So here is something that you can tell someone who thinks that God is this angry man in the sky or something. So God um, our humans often want revenge when someone hurts them or, you know, hurts someone they love or takes their stuff or gets their job or whatever. So they want the, they want wrath. And sometimes it might be, you know, based on something truly like wanting to make things Right. But the only problem is that since we are sinners, we don't really have the ability to make things right in the same way that God does, because we are not righteous. And this is why we are told that we should not be going around acting like God or being the judge of others. In many different verses in the Bible, we are basically told to focus on our own sin and leave the, the vengeance and the judgment to God. Now, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't have laws or penalties for breaking laws. We should do that. But we should not take personal revenge in our lives. Um, if, you know, if there is a law and that, then you are to, to, to take that person to court or they should be arrested and put in jail or whatever, that is different than just simple wrath or vengeance. Okay. That is using law is not the same thing. So we can think of God as the lawful judge who's Wrath is his rightful punishment on sin. And, you know, sometimes the way it's worded in the Bible, it does use words that, it, you know, it, it, that are emotion words. And, you know, I'm, I do believe that God has emotions, but that doesn't make him... A human. I mean, he's 
his righteous nature is not seeking vengeance out of selfishness, not out of, you know, getting even or, you know, how dare you treat me like this? That's, God doesn't need to do that because he's not prideful. He, he has no need to justify his, his own existence as we humans often do or feel the need to do, which we should stop doing if we're Christians. We, we do not have to justify our existence anymore when, when we have become a child of God because our existence is connected with Christ's righteousness and our new our new self is to be built up under the covering of Christ. So, you know, asserting our own, our own like um, value is not necessary anymore because our value and our life comes from Christ himself because without him, we were just as bad as everyone else, even if we sinned differently, you know, on outwardly, we were still in the corral of the cattle that was going straight to hell because of our sins. And now we have been saved from that corral and we, we're in the, the protected class now. But that doesn't mean that we are better than other people. So, back to the wrath versus revenge, justice is part of judgment. God's righteous nature cannot overlook sin. But do not mistake God's wrath for human revenge. As I said, his wrath is about making things right, not getting even or even even satisfying um you know, his anger. It's not like that. God, God doesn't need to satisfy his anger. That, that is a misreading of what the Bible says. It's uh, not quite correct. Think of his wrath as justice and righteousness, not an emotional need to get even. So let's talk about sin a little bit. Sin is like poison. It's like cancerous cells that have gone rogue. It's like invasive plants that are destroying all the plants around them, like a vine that climbs up a tree and kills the tree, or um, like something that gets into the, you know, a lake and destroys all the good things in the lake or a deadly bacteria that was um, gets into your body and makes you very sick and just like starts destroying all your health those things will destroy everything they touch because that is their nature and that is what sin is like sin leads to death and right whenever Adam and Eve sinned, they brought death into the world, which is exactly what Satan, I mean, what God told them would happen. 
that if they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, if they were to rebel, rebelliously sin against God, God's authority, they would die. And, of course, Satan lied to them and told them that they would not surely die. But, turns out, God was the one telling the truth. But, thankfully, Jesus conquered death on the cross, which he demonstrated when he came back to life after three days and left the tomb and was seen by and talked to many people and um and the you know and he's in heaven with god now and he's coming back again so but why do we still die if jesus conquered death well because this plan is still being carried out for now yes our bodies are going to die usually within a hundred years 120 years but then our spirits do not die. And in the future, when Jesus returns to earth and makes all things new, we will get new bodies. Just like Jesus, like just like Jesus had a glorified body. So you could say correctly that Jesus conquered death for us and for him. However, if we reject the gift of life, of eternal life that Jesus offers, then we are still under judgment. And at the judgment um, day, those who reject Jesus, the Son of God, will be judged forever and be forever separated from God and all, all things good. Eternal punishment is a real thing. So, since we are also sinners, saved by grace, but not better than everyone else, it is not right for us to try to avenge ourselves against those who sin against us. Only God can do that, and he will do that. So, we are to patiently wait for the return of Jesus when those people will be judged. And for now, our job is to love others, pray for them. Even Jesus says, pray for our enemies and those who mistreat us and um, to preach the gospel and to do good, to live justly, to live righteously. So our focus should be on defeating the sin that still wants to rear its head, you know, in our own bodies. Because although we have been given a new heart, we still live in the flesh. We still have these bodies and our old, you know, habits and stuff that can, we can be tempted to fall back into. So... It's not our job to go around judging others after we get saved. However, you know, obviously we are going to notice sin, especially if somebody hurts us or hurts someone we love or causes our something bad to happen in our lives. We're going to notice that sin. And so what should we do? 
Should we seek revenge? Should we become the judge? No. That is when we are to turn to the Lord and say, Lord, this is your, this is up to you. Please bring, make this situation right. And I will trust that, you know, you will do what is best. If, if this person is to repent and to, you know, say they're sorry, then, then that would be good. If they can make it right financially or whatever, depending on what the thing was, you know, you're to, you are to pray about the situation and you are not to become your own event avenger. However, that doesn't mean that God should be thought of as like wrong whenever he does make things right for those of those who reject him and who are only care about death. All they care about is themselves. They know God is real. They know that they're doing the wrong thing and they don't care. So, so don't feel sorry for them when they get what they asked for because they knew they were sinning and they did it anyway. So that doesn't mean that God is mean, that God is wrong. Not at all. God is going to make things right. He is going to get rid of sin forever. And that is what we are waiting for today. So as a um, current topic, Israel is at war with the Palestinians, uh, Hamas. And, you know, it's not our job to become a judge we are to pray for God's will to be done and for hopefully for people to be saved and to put their faith in Jesus because they could be killed and you know we should care about their souls even if they have done bad things because we are not the judge so we just remember that we too have have been forgiven for our sins because you don't have to be a terrorist, you don't have to be a murderer to need forgiveness. We, every human being needs to have their sins forgiven because we are born in sin and that's another topic. Some people don't like that idea, but the thing is, even if when you're a tiny baby, you don't look like a sinner, it's in there. You just haven't seen it yet. And nothing is gonna stop you from growing up to be a sinner. <laughs> so people who say that we're not born sinners, they must, they must not realize that every person becomes a sinner. Every person is a sinner because we are born sinners. So God is righteously uh, correct in avenging sin and seeking seeking wrath, you know, having wrath against sin. That doesn't mean that he's mean. It means that he is going to make things right in the world again. And um, I look forward to that day, and I hope you do too. I hope this little talk about wrath versus revenge has 
made some sense for you. And if you would like to read, you know, a little bit more about it, I recommend gotquestions.org. You can just type in uh, God's Wrath and, uh, you know, do some reading there. Maybe click on some other links. There's a lot of good um, verses and just, uh, you know, explanations about why does sin have to be judged and things like that, if this doesn't make sense to you. And thanks for listening to Blue Skies and Green Pastures. And don't forget to pray for your enemies. God bless. Goodbye.